Welcome to Origin Point. Stick around. We talk to a whole bunch of rowdy souls. Episode 7. So, Jake, what's your Fortnite update, a.k.a. Fortnite and a half? Yeah, so I had a Fortnite plus a week. Um, it's <laughs> a big one. Uh, so I didn't expect it, but all of a sudden, uh, we got a house. <laughs> I could just pick. It snuck up on us. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, we put in on a house to rent because we've been looking for a place, and uh, out of nowhere, the very next day, they said approved, and then the next day after that, we moved in. So, um, <laughs> so this past week and a half, I've been moving stuff like crazy. Uh, but the good part is, is I'm getting a new shop, which is a two car garage with a little extra space. And then that's exciting. And so and the house itself is detached, so I won't disturb anyone. The wiring here is relatively normal. There is a den that has no ceiling fan or light in it. And so it's, it's a den, like it has a switch that runs one plug and uh that's it and so you put plug a lamp into that one but uh that's actually going to be so savannah is going to get her own studio which is going to be super cool because she's wanting to get into vinyl cutting and stuff and crafty things and so yeah we're and actually she got the bigger room which really seems (laughs) fair yeah it's fair you have a garage (laughs) that you turned into a shop it is fair sir But um, it doesn't have a. All you boys, all you want is all the room. It doesn't have a door on it, so that's why she she was excited about it, and I was not because uh, I yeah. can't block out as much noise without a door. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it'll be good. She's got her own little space. Um, it's got a formal dining room and, and and stuff like that, which we'll probably use to store a lot of stuff. Uh, probably have to look into a china cabinet or something like that to store some stuff in, <laughs> so it looks decent. Update. But, um, oh, Aaron got a race car bed, so that was exciting. So Yeah, and, um, cool. Yeah, uh, so uh, how's your Fortnite been, Fortnite plus a week? Well, it's been pretty jam-packed. Uh, when I left you guys, I was working on a lot of pottery. <laughs> Still working on a lot of pottery. I got a lot of commissions for the Maker Mugs, so we've got Maker Mug Club stuff happening fantastic which is super exciting yeah it's like almost every day there's at least one more person that's like hey put me on the list it's amazing yeah so it's it's fun it'll pay for kiln load you know and um that's that's always helpful because i mean you know how it is when you have a hobby that you really enjoy um it gets kind of expensive to to just be making things just to make things so it's nice to have a little bit of supplemental income to pay for the clay and pay for the glaze um and the firing we oh gosh yeah the firing it it's like you know 25 30 dollars a month if um i run the kiln twice is it gas or, ele- so, or electric it's gas right no it's electric really? it's on uh the 220 line mm-hmm. okay yeah it's i mean it runs like you you start it for the bisque uh, and it'll run for like two hours on low, then two hours on medium, and then at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half on high. So right there, there's five hours of yeah. really, really hot, 
kiln running where it's using a lot of energy to keep it hot. And then um, when you fire with glaze, mm -hmm. you have to go even hotter. So it's more like eight hours and of runtime. All the while you're trying to run the air conditioner to cool off the house. Right, <laughs> which so over the summer I tried not to run the kiln at all. Yeah. So I had a couple of orders that needed to get done. So I did have to run it while we were running the air conditioning. But now in Pennsylvania, we're at like, I don't know, 65 during the day and, and maybe 50 at night. So it's not hazardous to run it now for our... That's all. Our air conditioning unit, so. That's awesome. I'll run it now. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of Maker Mug Club mugs. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a couple of vinyl commissions, too. And, you know, just typical keeping it going with the day job and coming home and doing at least a project a night. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I loved the designs on the Maker Mugs. Um I really liked all the, you just came up with all kinds of different ones. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. So the, a little bit about that, if you're following my Instagram at all, uh, you listeners out there, I decided that I wanted to do specific mugs for people that had logos and they wanted to, to you know, put their brand on their mug. But I also wanted to make some that were um, not so specific, so maybe a blacksmith mug or whatever. So I started like sketching things up and then posting them on Instagram, and people were coming up with like different things that they thought they should say, like um, blacksmith fuel or, or forging fuel. And uh, Jake, what was the one you said? Uh, G code. Uh, G code something. I cannot remember at this moment. Oh, it, I know. Cup of G-Code. Cup of G-Code. Yeah, that's what it was for CNC yeah, enthusiasts. Yeah. yeah, so I've got that one. And um, they're just, like, really, really clever. So I'm trying to get as many of those done as possible for, like, Christmas ordering time so people have things that they can, you know, yeah. order for their maker enthusiasts. Um, but like I said, a lot of people have been really jumping on the opportunity to have their own brand put on the mugs. So That's awesome. That's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Jake, who do we talk to this week? Well, uh, this week we had the pleasure of talking to um, somebody that I actually stumbled across on Twitch, which was the Rowdy Souls. Um, they are a five-piece band from Illinois, and they play what they best describe as newgrass music. And they've really gotten into... Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic it's they have a lot of they do a lot of covers but they have a, a lot of their own material as well and um it was just really fascinating to me to to hear how they got started so uh i hope our listeners really enjoy this one i think they will let's play it sweet Thanks. well uh you want to start us off, Heidi? Sure, absolutely. So we always have an icebreaker for uh, our guests, and this time, since we've got such a large group, um, what is your band's mode of transportation to get around with all of your equipment? I guess, okay, I'll, I'll start. A lot of times, or at least early on, it was my Hyundai Santa Fe, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Um, but everyone kind of takes their own vehicles, too, just because we all live at different places. But usually um, uh, Mayor, who's, I guess, known as Scarlet, 
usually she's riding with me and w- at first it was me pretty much loading most of the equipment in my in my uh, santa grass. fe <laughs> pretty much always interesting trying to fit everything yeah that's and, for sure. and now that now that i have the the upright double base i can't really fit i actually have to put the passenger the front passenger seat and the back seat down to fit the base all the way across so now the <laughs> the load's been dispersed amongst everyone so yeah that was kind of our main mode but then everyone else kind of just has their own little vehicles mm-hmm. too so yeah, yeah whoever's car is available is usually loaded mm-hmm. up once yeah. in a while we carpool or sometimes we just each take our own car. Yeah, just depends on what else is happening. It's tough, too, because all of us yeah. live pretty much separate and apart <laughs> from each other. So, yeah. you know, uh, Marcus and Marley, they both live about an hour plus, I guess, mm-hmm. away from all of us. And then Zach and me live oh, wow. you know, kind of in the middle. Rachel's a little further west right, from us. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it kind of depends on where our venue is that we're playing at (laughs) and then that'll determine if we're carpooling or who's taking what so (laughs) yeah it's uh, it's, it's fun i guess that kind of that kind of that kind of brings me to to another question because y'all are throwing out a bunch of names and we haven't even properly gotten y'all introduced so we only have internet names yeah (laughs) so if y'all want to kind of introduce each one of y'all you know just kind of go around everybody introduce themselves maybe what they play in the band and like a handle that y'all go by you know because i know everybody kind of has their own their own handle (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we'll go yeah we'll go oh okay uh so i'm i'm marcos and my band name i suppose is marcos as well but most people know me by marcus i play the upright bass as well i pretty much do most of our social media most of our graphics assets like if you see any logos like the logo on your shirt actually is uh, something i designed so i do a little bit of graphic design yeah, yeah it looks <laughs> that's great. <it> beautiful <laughs> um so yeah that's me i'm marcos i'm kind of the behind the scenes guy and the bass player so Okay, I am Marilee. Um, in the band, I'm Marilee Molotov. On Twitch, I'm Scarlet Rainstorm. So pick and choose what you want to call me. My <laughs> friends call me Mayor for short. So, um, But anyway, I am lead vocalist uh, most of the time. Um, I did have a child, so there was a point in time where I had to step back and they had to carry the weight. So, um, But anyway, normally, yeah, I'm lead vocals. I'm trying to learn banjo lately. It's slow going. Nice. My it's little exciting. guy's naps are mm-hmm. sometimes only 20 minutes long, so I don't get a long time to practice. But, um, yeah, cool. so far just – and sometimes I play, like, some bells or whatever to add to some percussion to the band. And one song so far I play the kazoo, which is really fun. <laughs> it's awesome. So. You make oh, shirts as well. Yeah, you, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the <laughs> band. Okay. <laughs> for the band, I do uh, – t- I made some T-shirts and some merch. Um, I actually recently – um, bought a cricket maker, Sweet. so it cuts out vinyl, and then I bought Sweet. a heat press, um, which presses the vinyl onto with heat, obviously heat um, onto t-shirts. I made some koozies. I'm gonna make up some bags, and um, my creative gears are kind of going. I'm like, the sky's the limit with this. I learned how to etch into glass recently. Oh my gosh. The YouTube is awesome. I've been YouTubing all this, like the how tos. So yeah, so I can't wait to like branch out and make more merch, and then maybe help out on Twitch with some of our favorite Twitch streamers. And if they want some merch, I can help me. Oh, I know cryptic. So I was like, Hmm, I can make cryptic shirts. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of network with other people online um, and help them make money and it'd be some cash for me too. So. Yeah. I saw that sweet yeah. new logo that you just were pressing onto some t-shirts and stuff recently with the, uh, the yeah. skull and crossbones, but the, the bones were banjos. 
<laughs> that was pretty awesome. So fun. Oh, I know. It's I love so that. Cool. And that was yeah. that was Marilee's design. I just basically I designed the skull, <laughs> so but you like designed how everything was laid out, and I just basically made photo- it digital. I, I made I made it. So I like yeah. I digitally cool. drew it, but she was like the brains on the design. I just made it happen. So. Yay, cool. such a team. I <laughs> am Zach, uh, and uh, also known as Doc Draper. Or Banjo Boy. Or Banjo Boy. <laughs> Thank you, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a I, Twitch I, my, uh, my Twitch. I have a, my Twitch account is Django Zach. Everyone saw a comment on things. Uh, let's see. So I play banjo, guitar, uh, mandolin, and tenor banjo. It's pretty fun. I like it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> He plays, the vo- he plays the vocal cords as well. Pretty vocal well. cords? He yeah. played the vocal cords. Oh, yeah. yeah I sing as well. Oh, yeah. Zach's too humble. <laughs> Built like, in. He's pretty much, he pretty much... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he plays a little bit, like, everything he picks up. Like, you <laughs> yeah. play accordion, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, well. I... I, I <laughs> and violin. I don't like to say that. No. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I can make it sound okay every once in a while. I don't like to say I play because there are actually real accordion players out there. He's too humble. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, there really He's are. Zach is amazing at every instrument he picks up. <laughs> I, I think that y'all need a, uh, an instrument. You guys. I, it's, it's need, like, an instrument counter on your, uh, your Twitch feed for every time he sits down and picks up a new instrument. Just a, a little counter <laughs> in the corner that's like, he's on instrument number six today, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it normally goes. Mm-hmm. So, Well, well this just, guy plays a lot of stuff, too. <laughs> that's also true. Uh, I am Brandon, also known as Brando the Kid. Also known as, I think it's just Brando the Kid. RS is my Twitter name, usually. But anyway, um, yeah, I play guitar and sometimes cello, uh, depending on... If my string isn't broken, which it is right now, Aww. I just is saw it, it this morning. Is it the morning. G string <laughs> uh, again? No, it's, it's actually, always it's, the G. It's string. always the. G, it's actually the D string, but yeah, normally oh. it's the G string. Um, yeah, and I don't play uh, yeah guitar mostly in the band, and I'll sing, and it's pretty much it, I guess. He's a killer <laughs> piano player. Yeah, true. He's, he doesn't get to play piano with us, but he's a fantastic piano player. He has flutes. How many instruments? Those two are roommates, so Brandon yeah. and Zach. Oh and gosh. between the two of them, the number of instruments they've counted up it's in like that in house. It's like in the 30s, right? Probably yeah, 30s to 40s. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, let's just put it this way. It, it, it could literally fill the room in which we twi- do uh, our, our Twitch right. streams in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it has yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of obscene. But hey, it's a music house. Yay. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um all right, so I'm Rachel, also known as Rachel Rabble Rouser, and in the band I play violin. Rabble Rouser, I love it. Rachel Rabble Rouser, yeah. But she doesn't just play violin. I mean, this girl comes in classically trained, first of all, for like 20 years, and like just tears it up. Like not, I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh-huh. having not really played a lot of you know blue this style, of music, I had never played bluegrass before I played with you guys. And, and just yeah. from day one, literally just tore it up. And I think we did a stream, like uh-huh. a Facebook stream, the second time. Yeah, it was like the oh, second yeah. time I was with the band. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. Uh, we were all really awkward in that stream. It, that's, yeah, that's it was footage. terrible. If it wasn't so it was popular terrible. on YouTube, I would take it down immediately. But it gets the most hits. <laughs> oh, because, are you serious? Yeah. That's it gets, so weird. It's, it's reaching like 600 views or something. Was my God. That's awesome. I hate that video only because we're all so awkward. It's not I very I'm awkward. Awkward. I'm just like. We sound good, though. Yeah. We sound okay. Sure. We're just <laughs> well, we were just kids. <laughs> we didn't know what we were like doing six yet. Days ago. Just so Rachel, <laughs> you have one question for you. Do you have you ever referred to it as a uh, fiddle? 
Um, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so fun fact. The difference between a violin and a fiddle is you don't spill beer on a violin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best explanation yes. I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. But sure. I'll give you credit for it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, it, it does. does. Yeah. It does Boom. <laughs> hey, do we know anyone who makes t-shirts? I don't know. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so now that we've got everybody properly introduced and we know how y'all guys get to gigs, um, maybe one of y'all could give us a breakdown of kind of how the band was was formed. Oh, gosh. I feel like <laughs> it's a Me lots. or Brandon? Oh. Okay. Who wants to take mm-hmm. it? Me? Okay. So, kind of silly. I guess this is more story than I think they even know. Oh, <laughs> corny. Man. It's corny, too. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this. So, yeah. I went, when I was 29, right now I'm 33, okay? So, when I was 29, I had, you know, this 30th birthday coming up, and I was petrified because then I was like, crap, now I need to be an adult and actually have my life together. And <laughs> so, I started thinking a couple months before my birthday, like, what am I doing with my life? Am I you know, passionate about what I'm doing. At that time, I was a dog groomer um, for, you know, an occupation. And um, real, I would sing just for fun, but not, I, it wasn't a band yet. We weren't a thing. And so I approached Brandon. Well, I got to thinking, what's, what's one of my dreams? Singing alongside my brother and Marcos, my husband. How cool would that be, like, if we could make, like, form a band? It sounded cheesy, but it was really that uh, that 30th birthday that sparked the idea. Like, okay, I'm 30 now. This is going to be the year for me. I started taking voice lessons, and um, that was really, it was really fun. I learned a lot, and um, I pitched the idea to Brandon, and he was like, sure, why not? We figured just for fun, why don't we just see what happens? Marcos was kind of busy with other things in life, so he played when he could now and again, but it was really just Brandon and I at first in his basement apartment. Well, I, w- I was still in another band at the time, oh, too. Because so, you played, because not to get too far ahead, you guys, first, you guys played your first show with, with my band. Yeah, we opened for you guys. The band right. wasn't at the time. So. so we practiced in Brandon's basement apartment, and he would come here sometimes, and we'd sit in the kitchen on the floor and just explore different songs and... It kind of just birthed there, I think. Yeah, we took a lot of uh, just songs that either we liked or renditions of songs that we liked and uh, sort of just made it our own. And it was it was a neat experience. It was neat to explore that avenue of, of musicality for the two of us because we had never done not like music that. together, not yeah. like that at least. And uh, thanks to, to Marcos and, and his promptings, he kind of just encouraged us to kind of push it a little further, a little further. And I know we had always thought, God, it would be so, at least for me, I always thought like, it's so boring just having me on guitar. I'm I'm a bore. I'm a rhythm guitar player. I don't do anything fan. I'm not like a Zach a Zachary over here, <laughs> who can do all the fancy like intriguing stuff. So we knew that, oh man, eventually it'd, it'd be awesome to get some other talent. You know, people that we yeah. get along with that we're friends with, but then that um, is is talented and really yeah. kind of explore that and see what would happen. And uh, uh, so I think Zach, you were you were the yeah. first of the. Of the non-family, I suppose, to come on board. <laughs> what and, an uh, honor. Yeah. It was so yeah. fun. You became a family member. Yeah, so Zach and me actually played. Uh, we were in a, in a theater production together. We played music in the pit. And uh, just through that production, uh, I was like, hey, so 
you're pretty good at guitar and everything else <laughs> under the sun. Because I, I think I was playing band. banjo for like one tune. And you're like, hey, you play banjo. He's <laughs> right. like, oh, I'm just <laughs> learning. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it was initially just like, hey, come jam with us. You know, let's just take a couple of songs. Marcus kind of was doing some percussion and bass and just being kind of the auxiliary musician. And uh, so we kind of just started doing that, hanging yeah. out, you know, in Rockford, you know, at Marcus and Marilee's house. And in this room. In this room, actually. Yeah, down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, man, this is cool. We should get a fiddle. <laughs> and so I'm scratching my head. I actually, we had an, another girl come out, uh, played f- fiddle was, with us, and um, biggest mistake she made leaving. Whatever, it's her fault. <laughs> her <laughs> and, loss. Uh, her loss. You know, and then there was a couple other people. I'm like, I know a co- I've played with a couple other string musicians, a couple other violin players. Not good enough to really carry, you know, the fiddle parts. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I've played with Rachel before, and probably like what two, three times. Yeah, I think it was like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah, it was you know just mm-hmm. for for different events and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we we played another event together, and we're sitting in the green room, and I'm like, I, I think I was really awkward about it too. <laughs> yeah, like, you kind of were. <laughs> I was like, so uh, you want to play in our band? Uh-huh. I don't know how I did. <laughs> right, it, but yeah. right. And like I remember, you, like you played me like a couple of recordings that you guys had made. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think Aces and Twos is actually one of them. Oh, I think so. Um, which is now like one of our staples. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I got to hear an early rendition of that. It's like, sure, that sounds fun. I guess mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I'll come hang out and jam once or twice. So see what kinda, happens? Yeah, it literally and, started out like that. Just yeah. let's get together, let's jam, and mm-hmm. see what happens. Well, funny thing too is actually that first time we had Zach and then the three of us before Rachel joined, I wasn't playing bass at all. Oh, actually, right. we, we were on mandolin, right? Well, mandolin and then drums. Oh, but what's yeah. funny is I think I think I was getting frustrated because I I was uh, just not picking up the songs and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna play bass. So I picked up my bass and that was what I had played. Well, I was playing a. a guitar in my previous band but i also played bass a little bit too and then we picked up a bass player but i was like you know what i'm just gonna play bass and then to me it seemed like it clicked then it's like once mm-hmm. i started playing bass it sounds really weird I remember but because yeah. right. i was i was all set like mm-hmm. we need a drummer yeah. i'm gonna play drums and that's what we're gonna do because that's that's the instrument i'd start out on but um it was kind of funny how once i started playing bass it felt like everything started to like really come yeah. together it yeah, was kind of funny i think on our first facebook stream you were on mandolin yeah, I think so. Right. I think yeah. so. I wasn't really, I wasn't really uh, playing bass by that, but now that's pretty much become. I was just thinking because you reminded me of that. I was yeah. like, it was kind of up in the air what I was going to play and how right. I was going to fit in. It was kind in. of everything. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> can you just pick up whatever we don't want to pick up at the time? <laughs> that is the nice thing about all of us. You know, we're so like, if any, I feel like most of us here, if not all of us, can just pick up an instrument. You can, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and play it competently. Right, at least halfway decent, yeah, yeah. if not mean. more. With yeah. the exception it's a of thing. me, you're still learning. Uh, you have the best instrument. I will yes. master that instrument. It's yeah, gonna be great. Watch me. Uh-huh. The banjo lately. <laughs> so yeah, we played it, booked a couple shows. Uh, I think it was really how it's. You know, we started. We just kind of mm-hmm. started booking shows and like let's put ourselves out there and see what happens and. Uh, I remember scrambling together to try to get a, an appropriate amount of songs oh to fit a three-hour <laughs> set. And yeah, it was, was like, oh, God, are we going to have enough? Uh-huh. Is this going to be... We literally recorded every song just so we could get the time to make sure that it would fill the three-hour <laughs> set. Like, oh, we pause it in between that. so we could uh-huh. talk and then start recording again when we play the next song. Like, do we have enough for three hours? Now we have too much mm. it's awesome yeah. we, yeah, i don't think we've ever problem. played every song that we every set we've planned we always end up chopping like a third of it because yeah. we just we have too much fun jamming out jamming and, or improvising <laughs> yeah. it just ends uh-huh. up yeah it ends up going <laughs> just off, which is a good problem road. to have having right too much it's material. a very good and people always yeah. like it and it, yeah it's always that funny thing where 
we've never finished a set list properly. No. <laughs> like we always plan too many songs because of that first yeah. gig. There's so many good ones you can't like weed I them know. out. Let's That's strip it down. It is stripped down. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sad. Strip it down more. So uh-huh. we're, we're coming up on our one year anniversary now. Um, I think it's technically the 31st of August, I think is our, oh. is that right? Oh yeah, I think you're right. I don't know, 30th, oh. something like that. But uh, it's uh-huh. been cool because it's still a growing experience. I feel like we're all still growing. We're all still oh, learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every show we play, we feel like we're getting better. We're, mm-hmm. you know, learning new things. We're refining things. So it's, it is interesting to see where we're going to go um, as a group, uh, collectively, individually, and of course, Twitch. We started what back in May, I think, yeah. like or I think late was, April, early May. So yeah, that was kind of a new like venture that. for uh-huh. us. Um, and Marcus, you, you've been talking about that for a long time now. Yeah. Dude, you guys should just be. On, we know, should start be on streaming. Twitch. Why aren't you streaming? What the heck? And so we just tried it out, and it was just fun. I mean, the three of us, Rachel, mm-hmm. Zach, and me, like at, at our house, we just started. You know, while while you know, baby <laughs> was born. You know, Marcus Amelia's baby was born. Uh-huh. We're like, well, let's make it happen and uh it's been really fun oh yeah. yeah and that process has grown us i feel like so much oh definitely because we're basically mm-hmm. performing three two to three times a week mm-hmm. which is we, we've just gotten so much better for that reason oh, it probably just the ability makes you, to it, play off each other it probably makes you kind of pay more attention because you know other people are watching so you can't goof off absolutely you have to be playing uh-huh. music it's not like oh, yeah. Yeah. oh we're gonna go sit in a room and goof off for like an hour and maybe play five minutes of music right <laughs> which never right? happened <laughs> we never goof off ever. oh no we're, we're always serious, serious yeah. all the time we're super serious <laughs> So we heard a little bit about Marcus Mayer, Zach, and Brandon's uh, interests as they were growing up or, you know, what got them into music, but we didn't hear what Rachel, how did you end up, how did you end up playing violin slash the uh, beer-quenched fiddle? Um, (laughs) Um, all right, so I started playing violin when I was four years old, um, I was um, in pre-kindergarten, and, like, the school that I went to at the time, it was a private school. They had a really great orchestra program, and, like, you could start when you were in pre-K. And so, like, the music teacher lady came to my classroom and was, like, telling us all about how, hey, you could learn violin. And I was like, that is so cool. (laughs) And so little four-year-old me, like, went home and was like, mommy, 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 I want to play violin. And, um, yeah, that's, that's how it all got started. So that's great. Like I've grown up with it. Yeah, a lot of kids I can don't barely stick remember it, not playing. Uh-huh. But you started at, yeah. like that's almost like learning a second language as a child. You know, you you, oh, yeah. you really yeah. benefit from starting out uh-huh. so early. For sure. Like I learned how to read music around the same time I learned how oh to read. Wow. It's crazy wow. when I think about it. Wow. Uh-huh. Child prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have a childhood. I had violin. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Would you change not it? Quite true. Absolutely not. Well, there you go. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. I feel like the doors it's unlocked for you is, you know, pretty mm. pretty outstanding. I get to play with these guys. It's the best thing ever. Well, <laughs> was there ever a point though where you're like, ah, uh, like where you were you had to practice and you hated it? Yes. Um, <laughs> like basically all of maybe third or fourth grade mm. through like the end of high school. It was like pulling That's teeth. A long that is a long time. time yeah. <laughs> but like I don't know. I enjoyed like playing. I just didn't enjoy like the practicing okay. part of it. Right. Like the work that goes into it, but yeah. I had to or else my teacher would yell at me. Mm. So it's, it's worth the, it. Uh-huh. So it's like I'm disappointed in you. Uh, yes. It's the worst. Oh, so unfortunate. Oh, Zach, it was kind of for you too cuz you started uh-huh. off with uh, classical guitar, right? Yeah, well, I I I'm piano actually. Mm. I think like first grade. 
Uh, what? Same same idea. Although I, I started playing guitar, yeah, I think like, uh, uh, must have been, yeah, when I was like seven or something. Hmm. Took lessons. Uh, and took classical in high school. So, nice. so, so somewhat similar. Not violin, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really classically trained, so sight reading wasn't a thing for me. Mm-hmm. We're amongst yeah. real musicians, guys. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here in the corner like, mm, I know. okay. Uh, I, uh, could play, I could play one in five. I could play chopsticks on the piano. <laughs> piano. <laughs> so, uh, so for each of you guys, you know, maybe real quick, just kind of what uh, – who – who are some of your influencers that kind of got you into music? I mean, I know Rachel was saying that uh, she started because of the program that she had in school. Um, kind of what was the spark for each of you all to kind of pick up what you kind of started playing? Mine's kind of dorky. I'll, I'll start <laughs> basically. So I got in trouble in school, probably in grade school, because I would – tap on my desk constantly um so so eventually eventually my mom decided that she she wanted me to take some sort of music lesson something just to try to get this out of my system because i was actually getting in trouble i was like tapping tapping my pencils and my pens on my desk natural born drum player yeah i guess or natural born just fit you know fidgety person so (laughs) so there was a there was a guy at our church actually who played drums his name was chad and i still actually still stay in touch with him because i was this was probably like grade school actually when i first first started and so uh started taking lessons there he taught me he wouldn't let me touch the rest yeah drum lessons sorry he wouldn't let me touch the rest of the drum kit which i think really set me up to have a fantastic sense of rhythm because his big thing was to make sure i could play actual like marching snare he wanted me to have really strong rudiments i was reading uh he had me that was my first time ever reading music or touching any instrument honestly and so and I had a fantastic teacher. He's still a great drummer this day. And it kind of just went off from there. Eventually, I, I became interested in the guitar, eventually in the bass. And that's actually when I met Brandon and my you know future wife, Marilee, was uh, we moved and I was playing playing bass in a church and kind of went off from there. I, we always were playing together in some way, yep. uh, jamming pretty much. How old were you? God, I was like 11, 12. Yeah. yeah, so Brandon yeah. was like 11 years old when I met him. And we've been playing music together in some facility off and on pretty much since then so i was probably 18 or 17 when i met you guys and i was playing bass and actually i learned i learned a lot of my first uh, chord shapes on acoustic guitar from brandon he actually <laughs> taught serious? me yeah i had played i was learning like crappy stuff like smoke on the water and stuff like <laughs> oh, you know yeah. you know you yes. you learn you get your first guitar book like oh i want to play metallica and i want to play you know leonard skinner Freebird. yeah <laughs> but then like brandon actually said well there's actually chord shapes because i was learning to play leads and corny stuff like that so uh, but yeah, it just kind of went off, went off from there, and eventually I went I went off to school for music, and actually I went to a Bible college, so it was a double major, and eventually I dropped out, but I did learn a lot there too as well. I took piano, voice, uh, I took oral theory, learned about intervals, and actually learned about like the circle of fists and what keys actually were and things like that, you know, <laughs> how chords were built, and that was really formative too. I, I, I had that piano thing where my teacher would get really mad because I got really good at reading, sight reading, I would never practice. But I got really good at reading the sheet music ahead. And so she figured it out one day and she started covering just the part ahead. And that's when she found out I wasn't practicing because she started blocking off the rest of the music. Uh, She'd only let me see uh, a few uh, lines because I got really good at reading ahead and playing. So, Wow. Me. Okay, so 
for me, music has always been a part of uh, my upbringing from the time I was little. Um, my family went to church every Sunday, and we were very involved in like um, performances on the stage, like with the music, um, singing. I don't really know what you call them, but my, my mom and, and us as little kids, we'd go up and sing like a special song or whatever during the offering or whatever. And um, so we'd always be having, back in those days, it was cassette tapes <laughs> going at home with like the cheesy music in the background. Yep. And then it's just, it's just the music and you sing over the top of it. Love those so like karaoke style. So kind of, yeah, like uh -huh. karaoke. So like there'd always be, and it was like cheesy pianos and like, I don't know. Very um, 80s and yeah, early 90s. Yeah, it was a pretty, yeah, pretty corny stuff. But like I'd hear my mom practicing and then she'd have us, we'd practice the different harmonies and things from the time I was little, little, like three, four years old. Um, and we'd get up and do, and it was always the Morales family. Like they're, they're doing a special music on Sunday or whatever. So, um, yes. so yeah, it's kind of, I guess you could say in my blood, in our, in our heritage too, like my grandpa was a, um, he was a professional, I want to say he was a Hawaiian, was a Hawaiian guitarist yeah, he, in a band out in California and him and his brothers and his dad were like a thing out there and they would travel around and so it's like started from. Our, it's back in you know it's in our blood <laughs> but um so singing has always been a thing um as I got older I would just sing in like in our church they had like worship band and stuff like that so I would sing and stuff um and then growing up next with Brandon his guitar playing I I dabbled I tried to learn guitar and I just couldn't figure it out but <laughs> um I we had a piano so I would just play around but nothing major you know I try to write songs that never went anywhere. So, yeah, just just a cheesy kid trying to just play around, I guess. But um, I think it wasn't till I guess I was older, and it's it's funny. It sounds really really dumb. Like I've always had this like feeling inside of me when I would go to I'd always go to shows with Marcus. His band would play, or he was in a country band for a while, and I did some backup vocals. But I always felt like this strong urge inside of me, like this is what I meant to do kind of thing like this it just felt right and I wanted to pursue it but I was very shy by nature I'm kind of a shy person not very confident um so so I didn't even want to tell anyone the idea you know that it was like I, I wanted to be like a thing that I pursue and go after but being shy and insecure I just didn't I didn't do anything till you know I hit that 30 point and I was like all right it's time to take life by the reins and like go after what I want and so yeah. Well, the cool thing with Merrily, too, is, uh, you know, like she was saying, we've grown up always just singing and, you know, whatever, making fun of commercials on TV, <laughs> singing like the old people that sit behind us three rows back. I don't know. And uh, but the neat thing with Merrily is like she was always had this awesome ability to pick out a harmony and, and just flow with it. And so if someone else started singing that, she jumped to another harmony. And I didn't like for me, it was just normal being in that environment, I guess I was used to my, like my family being able to do that. And it wasn't really until, you know, late high school, early college, I realized like, Whoa, some people like, you know, they have to learn a harmony part to actually catch on. And that was like kind of a foreign concept to me. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess that's yeah, how we it always is. Bounce. Like, if someone's doing our part, all right, we'll go to a different yeah. one. Like, <laughs> and, uh, which I guess like, yeah, growing up in like kids choir and stuff. And, um, for me, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like she was saying, like music's always kind of been in our blood and, and our grandpa Ray, he was one of the, you know, out in California when he was when he was kind of up and coming in his twenties and thirties. He was one of those musicians that, 
you know, really made the dobro like something that, you know, like a popular instrument in a lot of like country music. And he did play this, you know, this uh, lap steel Hawaiian guitar and whatnot. And uh, so it, I don't know, it's, it's been a part of our blood. I picked up guitar in seventh grade. Uh, my mom taught me how to play the first, the chords of life, G, C, D, and I think E minor. <laughs> <That's important chords. laughs> it's all you play need. every uh-huh. song. And, uh, kind of just pursued it it was the way i think i connected the most you know having a lot having a lot of emotions and feelings no seriously when we were in high school (laughs) brandon i i I had a bedroom in the basement my to get not to get too deep but my dad had just left our family and we had just moved to a new town this town rockford actually and so my mom was working her butt off trying to like just keep us afloat and i would sit in my basement bedroom and hear Brandon through the vents playing guitar that was like an outlet for him that I think it really did help Mm. you connect your emotions to because it's a confusing time for a little kid to have their Mm. parent just up and leave like no warning just gone and not come back and I remember hearing you and it would soothe me I mean Mm. just listening to it from the basement (laughs) it was kind of cool yeah Yeah. and I'd say you know that's that's actually really true I think music is really what uh, kept kept me grounded, and a lot of times I wasn't even playing a song. I mean, I wish I could say like, "Oh yeah, we grew up listening to, you know, all the classic rock, or you know, like, you know, Ray Charles or whatever." We never, as musical as we were, we never really were uh, surrounded or immersed in that. I feel so. I remember growing up not knowing a lot of just regular songs that people know. Like, oh yeah, everybody knows that song. I didn't know that song. It wasn't until YouTube, <laughs> you know, that I was able to look it up and be like, "Oh yeah, I know that song now." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, I can't really point to like a, that was my musical inspiration. I think it was just, you know, it was, it was more just life. Yeah. yeah like life yeah. circumstances, life context that informed um, like, wow, I can actually create an emotion with this instrument mm-hmm. using these types of chords. And so kind of grew that way. College hit, you know, started learning more of the theory behind it. Like, oh, that's what a quarter note is. That's what a rest note does. Or rest note, is that even a thing? Now it is. <laughs> now it is. It goes to show how my depth of music theory. But uh uh, so playing it was more ear. something you felt at first rather yeah. than something from a That's book. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so it was cool in college to then take the, you know, learn all my learning by ear and apply it to like the actual kind of science behind music. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. So it's similar to you guys. Uh, so my, my growing up, my grandfather played mandolin. He's from Albania. And so he was always playing kind of, which is close to Greece, Italy. So he's always playing like, you know traditional Albanian folk tunes, nice. and I think it's I've, so. I've always like loved ethnic music. It makes sense now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like. I've always just loved All of like dads are connecting. folk, ethnic, really ethnic music. Like uh, whether it's mm. traditional Irish or uh, Greek music or mi- Middle Eastern, I've just always loved it. I think it's because my I always heard it growing up. My grandpa was playing, mm. uh, so I was yeah. I've just always loved the music, and uh, I. In like high school, I was really into classical guitar, and uh, fl- I was really into flamenco music. And then I went to this concert, and I heard, uh, I saw like a flyer for this gypsy jazz guitar show, and I was like, "What's that? Sounds cool!" So I went to this gypsy jazz uh, artist, which is the band that you saw. I'm talking to Brandon here. Gotcha. We've seen this gypsy jazz band in Chicago that I love. They are incredible. And I saw them and I was like, this is the music I have always been looking What's for. What's the name by chance? Swing Giton is the name nice. of the band. They still play every Wednesday night uh, in Chicago. But um, so I've always loved just, uh, and, and at the same time, I, I liked, you know, more European ethnic music, but I loved 
like american traditional music too i think because it has its roots like bluegrass has its roots in you know uh really irish music um which is very ethnic in a way like they usually have like a drone Uh, most ethnic music has like a drone note going on in the background Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like bagpipes have that drone note going on and same thing in middle eastern music pretty much all ethnic music always has like a a droning presence yeah notes which there are other you know melodies on top of and rhythms Uh, so i feel like bluegrass is very related to that so i've always i always loved even in high school loved bluegrass i listened to a lot of uh uh uh, infamous string dusters back then uh and uh yeah so when so when brandon approached me i was like hey we want a banjo player for a bluegrass type of band i was like yes (laughs) sign me up (laughs) i found my people (laughs) yes and these are just yeah totally and i I think we're kind of similar in that like i also i never like when people like growing up i didn't listen to a lot of like radio so when people Mm -hmm. are like oh yeah such and such a song let's play i i'm the same way where i'm like i don't really like familiar know. with the melody but like mm, yeah. to play it yeah i don't know i mean i finally just gonna have to like learn some of those tunes <laughs> and we are and we, I, I am we have to become normal at <laughs> some point <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be we're all so strange yeah. what about you, Ra- you rachel um okay so yeah like growing up playing violin like there was obviously a lot of classical um like my favorite composer of all time is definitely bach um, I, I love that Yes. Man. Oh, he's oh, so good. So uh. good. Um, but then also growing up, like, my dad was a really big musical influence on me um, playing his music, which was classic rock. So a lot mm. of, like, the Beatles and, mm. like, the Rolling Stones and, like, the Doobie Brothers and the Doors and, like, all of those guys, the Who. Um, nice. So, yeah, listened to a lot of that kind of stuff. And then... Um, like as I got older, like high school and beyond, I got a little bit more rebellious somewhat and started listening to heavy metal. And so that's <laughs> like one of my favorites too. So I'm kind of like this weird mix of like classic rock and metal and classical. Wow. Um, it's very eclectic. Yeah. I have very eclectic it's a range. tastes. Um, which yeah. is the fun uh-huh. kind of the fun mark on oh, this yeah. band is yeah. that all of us like kind of pull from various influences uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. yeah. bring something to the to the music you can hear yeah, like definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. him being in an irish band marcus being in an irish band previously and irish Zach punk band. with his like <laughs> gypsy jazz background and marilee's got this smoky soulful voice oh, rachel's yes. got like some classical and in- influence so cool. uh-huh. i have no idea what the hell i have but uh, you know <laughs> whatever cool, i bring whatever it is. Uh, awesome. talent. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 none of us have done bluegrass before so (laughs) that's right yeah yeah we've never been none of us have been in a bluegrass group before this nope nope that's so awesome so thinking about that um how would you say that social media and music platforms have affected the way that you interact with music as an art form Hmm. I think we have something to say about that since we're on Twitch. Yeah. Right. We probably <laughs> well, should good, have something to say about question. that. That's a good question. Gosh, that's a really good question. Uh-huh. I have to think it feels like that. a Marcus question. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's, everyone's looking at me. Something tech related? <laughs> this guy. Um, uh-huh. No, that's a good question. I mean, I've always been I've always been interested in the music industry in general. Um, whenever there's like a super boring article, I used to read uh, Tooth and Nail magazine and HM magazine <gasps> a lot. Well, it's technically I think it's technically HM magazine. But uh, so whenever they have a boring article about you know distribution of an album that no one else would read, 
I would think like, oh, this is this is for me. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's a dual edged sword, in my opinion. How things have kind of gone because the the beauty is that you can distribute your music to people around the world that could possibly the way that music was just distributed before they just would have never heard about you a person could sit in their basement now and record an amazing album and possibly you know go around the world then and tour on it uh where before you the all the power was definitely in the distribution companies the record labels on the flip side now that also means there's a lot more there's a lot more stuff out there so there's more there's almost more noise and distraction in the sense that finding things that are you know truly truly excellent can actually be more challenging because i feel like there's just so much more there there's so much mm-hmm. there's almost too much information in a sense so it's just interesting now you, you can be you can put yourself it's, you know speaking particularly in twitch is an interesting idea that now we have fans in like germany and mm-hmm. uh australia and <laughs> ireland and scotland and texas you know, ca- a lot in canada yeah texas yeah, texas. <laughs> texas. <laughs> and, uh, yeah canada and it's just interesting even canada yeah, what we've, we've got some, we've got some Canadians, but Texas is our favorite. King yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very interesting how it's kind of shifted the paradigm where now a lot of the power is in the artist's hands, but now there's definitely more competition. I think yeah. mm-hmm. there's so many people. Mm-hmm. Someone with just a microphone and acoustic guitar could, you know, write a hit, and it's it can go out everywhere. And he doesn't need he or she or they does they did they don't need you know the the kind of um, monetary power that it used to take to get your music to people right like they don't have to get noticed by like a record label or a producer or whatever like they can just do it it's (laughs) really interesting how that paradigm has shifted so to see those companies adapt with digital music now where you know the way you make the way you make money now is is playing gigs and then hopefully getting your music distributed to a, a digital platform like spotify and hopefully having lots of people listen to it where it used to be you sold albums Mm -hmm. and that just isn't the way you make money your album is really just so that you can put your album on spotify or itunes or amazon mp3 and that and that kind of i get geeked about that stuff so i'll try to i won't talk anymore about it because i could talk for like (laughs) i could talk for hours about music business and promotion and digital media and stuff what about like in our personal band like how we relate to that like i feel like with um for a while we just had the Facebook page and it was we'd reach out to our friends and put <laughs> videos up and we'd have some people like it now and again but then now with like the live social media it's like with Twitch especially you're doing everything live and you're able to interact in real time I feel like we've gotten more positive feedback that way then the facebook page honestly mm-hmm. is more of a ghost town at this point because it's there <laughs> it's if people want to check it out yeah. it's there and they can comment or like but with twitch it's more not like it's in your face but in a way it's like because it's i think it's because it's in real time mm-hmm. it's more mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can connect in a different way than just like and instagram's awesome too but it's just pictures and things which is cool you get the inside scoop the backstory mm-hmm. behind the everyday life which is cool mm-hmm. which twitch doesn't do i mean um, so there's benefits to it, but I think in a, in our situation, I suppose, like how it would relate to us, I think Twitch has been huge for us. It's probably so a it's lot like having community. people over to your living room almost, you know, yeah, like having yeah, them sit down and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of let's kind of dive into that because I think we've we've touched on it a few times, but um, you know, a lot of our listeners may not know that uh, y'all have really kind of started 
streaming on Twitch as a regular on a regular basis, and um, I don't think that as far as I've seen, there's not many bands that do that. There's a lot of individuals who do it, but I haven't seen a whole lot of bands that do it. Who kind of uh, who kind of struck up that idea? Was any anybody against it? And how did that get started? Oh no, I have to talk more. There's a big neon <laughs> sign pointing to Marcos. Marcos. Let's so, just say Marcos has another name he goes by. <laughs> so yeah, I guess to, for that to make the most sense, I'll have to talk about my history there. So I started out on Twitch by myself, um, doing basically just what the platform was started with for, and that's just game streaming. So I had a personality. Uh, Roroni Caro, I know I have to say, but uh, so I was just do you know Promotion. doing game streaming, <laughs> being a personality, doing voices, and basically just started to have a community sort of prop up around you where people are interested in it, they like your personality, and I honestly all I knew Twitch for at the time was for gaming. That's what I that's why I always knew it as is a place to sit and watch someone play Dota or Dark Souls or. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm a big gaming's also not a huge part of my life, but I've been a gamer most of my life, too, as well as music being my other passion. So I, th- I think where it really came down to is I just happened to I think it started actually with Houndstooth Minis, where I found out there was more on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And Houndstooth Minis is a minis painter, which minis are for a tabletop game, mostly usually Warhammer, but it could be D&D, uh, things like that. So they. It's these really detailed, just fantastic uh, painting of these little miniatures used as uh, pieces for the game. And he came onto my stream and just started to kind of hang out with me. And then I went to his stream and watched it. I was like, oh, gosh, there's more on Twitch than just gaming. There's people painting. And it kind of opened up the world there where I think the next streamer I saw was here's Steve. I think he was he's a music. He's fantastic. Uh He's a music streamer. Uh, Gosh, if I can remember what country he's in, though, I feel bad. It's in Europe. It's um, like East. It's not Prague. It's not in Hungary, but it's somewhere near Hungary. I mean, right. it is Hungary actually. Well, he Maybe. speaks Hungarian. Yeah. That's like his. That's his other. But he speaks English as well. Yeah. And what uh, here, Steve does, or what what I saw him do, which I didn't know they had this on Twitch, was he played music. He took requests, and he would sit with an acoustic guitar and a and a microphone and interact with chat and take requests and sing songs for people. And he sang the Dragonborn comes from. From Skyrim, and it just so something nice. clicked in my brain. I was like, we could. I was sitting there looking at this, like this is, and I, and then I started to explore more. I found more streamers, and most of them were solo artists. And I just started to think, we could do this. Like we, we could go online, and we could stream as a band. And I think it would really be something that would kind of blow people's socks off. I love the singer songwriter thing with the one acoustic guitar or maybe a piano and a voice. But I felt like, I felt like there could be something a little bigger. Like be kind of the first. As corny as it sounds, like we could be the first full bluegrass band that plays on Twitch and interacts and, you know, takes song requests and does that whole thing where we could start exposing, you know, the kind of the Twitch and online world to our music in a way that I don't feel like a lot of bands do. Um, I was also really inspired a little bit before this. There's a band. They're kind of like a screamo band uh, called Emery. And uh, they were doing. Do you guys know Emery? Okay. (laughs) So uh, I love I love Emery. I love everything around. They do a podcast and everything as well. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, But they they were doing they were selling tickets to Facebook live shows, and the quality level was so high. They were everything was mic'd perfectly, and it was like being at a live show, and you could interact with other people. And they were looking at chat, and that kind of got me thinking as well. It's like this is something. I think this is something still really new and I think we could be a part of it and be part of kind of the early adopters of people doing full bands not just 
not just a singer and songwriter. It's not to dig against them. I just felt like the next natural evolution is for full bands to get on there. And there are a few small little three pieces in some full bands, but I don't see many. Um, and a lot of times it's just when the rest of it's usually still one personality. And then it's when their band can happen to sit in with them. They will. But I didn't feel like there's a whole lot out there really focusing on bringing bring a full band and then bringing the type of music we do. Most of it is, again, uh, I know you guys probably hear Diggory. Most of them are just pop songs. And again, it's mostly like the pop song singer, acoustic songwriters. Like there's something special we have. You think he, sorry, our dog's barking now. That's okay. My to toddler out. is upstairs screaming. I'm sure you're hearing him. <laughs> yeah. We're only lucky because mine are taking a nap right now. I think, yeah. I think uh, Mary's going to take care of it. So yeah, so that's kind of, I kind of just brought it up to the band to not go too long into it. And I think there was definitely some, uh, just I, I don't think anyone else really had watched I'd been watching Twitch before I streamed as a gamer so I think it, it took a little time to like kind of explain well this is what Twitch is it's kind of this right. I had never heard of Twitch <laughs> until you brought it up it's like this band. weird place where you sit live and do something and people can talk to you and if they like what you do they can donate they can tip you they can you know the, kind of teaching them about emotes and things like that because I've been yeah. I've been part of the Twitch community yeah it's like to someone that doesn't know about this, like this seems Twitch can seem really bizarre. If uh-huh. well, my girlfriend is uh, in that pool, she's like, "Wait, you do what? Like, <laughs> why would people just sit and watch someone else game? Uh-huh. And why would they? I mean, music makes sense, but gaming, like, what? Because <laughs> you get to talk to the person gaming, you yeah. get to interact with them and ask yeah. them questions, or they're gonna respond. It's 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 really something unique that I feel like still has more places to go, mm-hmm. and that's where I feel like I wanted. I just had this corny inspirational moment like i feel like this could be special and i feel like this could be an awesome platform for us to do something different that Mm. not many other bands had done and not and no bands as far as i know we're still the only new grass bluegrass rhythm and roots bands on twitch there's a few there's a banjo player that we just met recently which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. um there's some cello players there's you know there's a good variety but it's mostly solo artists yeah, there's uh-huh. oh yeah, that violin chick, she's oh, fantastic as she's well. She's been awesome. Uh-huh. And um, Texas Raw. <laughs> yeah, Texas Raw. <laughs> that guy's he's cool. he's uh-huh. fantastic. So and that's the thing too. Um, again, not to get too far, but just streaming, it isn't it isn't this cold calculated thing where you you stream this content and then hopefully you know you make a little money to make sure it's worth your time and help you expand. But it's also a community of people. It's been kind of amazing. Like we've met people that I would consider. A friend and I've never met right. them in person like mm-hmm. someone I'd love to go meet in person and hang out with and it's because you you're drawn to this one place where you all have the same interests mm-hmm. like you're all kind of geeks in general you're, you're either going to be into comic books or games or or music or something something's going to draw you to twitch and then you find this community of people that hey I like that too or we have the same interests or um, so it's been really cool too to just meet these other streamers meet you know, obviously, like we met uh, Jake here, which was yeah. Awesome. I was gonna ask um, when did uh, when I met y'all. I can't. Was that one of the first streams? Because I think I met y'all by accident. Because um, y'all were y'all were streaming in the creative. Because uh, there's like different categories in Twitch, and um, you know, there's gaming, and then you can actually break it down by like what game you're playing. And then for the the people who aren't gaming, there's different categories as well. Like there's creative, and then there's uh, music. And then um, there's like I think mini figure painting like there's actually subcategories for streaming IRL right. stuff mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I just happened to see you guys in the creative channel and I don't know how like if that was one of your first streams or, or what but I just kind of stumbled across you guys 
must have been pretty early. I think it was You're pretty one early of the on. Early yeah. Ones. Mm-hmm. It was. I know for a fact it was our first stream because oh. I set I set oh. up the uh, dashboard and I didn't. Okay. Know, it was, I honestly didn't know because I didn't even. I honestly didn't even know there was a music category. Oh, yeah, that's mm. why you were in creative. Yeah, I yeah. just dropped us in creative because oh. I thought, well, this is uh, it's pretty generalistic from the start. That's right. <laughs> oh, OG. Wow. Speaking yeah. of friends, we would totally meet in person. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, out. I was gonna say, yeah, that was like the happiest out. accident I could have ever had because I think I had just finished a stream or something like that because I have also myself kind of started just getting into streaming and I just was like, okay, well these two people who are watching me let me raid somebody else's stream and lo and behold you guys were there and i was like oh this is cool and um yeah it was like i was like i don't know why they're here but you know it's the wrong category but who cares like let's check this out (laughs) we were so young now you know marco yeah i know i know i understand when i when i had done game streaming i knew i had to be under the game i was playing and people would give you a hard time if you weren't and Mm -hmm. yeah go well this you know, Noob. just to, if you forgot when you change games, like, oh, f- this looks like a really weird version of Fortnite. It's like, yeah, I forgot to change it. I'm sorry. People, you know how some people could right. be. It's it's the internet. So it comes with the good yep. and, and the bad of, of that. So, and yeah, that was probably, what's that? And the ugly. And, and the yes. ugly, yes. Well, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly. Well, the oh, cool the thing, trolls. too, with uh, that, I, I think that we, I feel like we perform our best when we are together, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, there, I think because all of us have such, I don't know. I feel like just as I've gotten to know more so, like, you know, these five people or these four people, um, you know, the personalities that come out, it's really a, a, a part of who we are. Like, in addition to the music, it's kind of like, like Zach's personality. My God, <laughs> it's great. You know, and like, just, I don't know, all of us have these like quirky little things that we bring to it. And it's, you know, so I think that's kind of the fun aspect of Twitch is mm-hmm. like, you get to, you know, we get to capture that that moment as opposed to like in a sterile like studio environment where it's just an album like yeah it's fine too but or even like a live show there's like a different right vibe there too yeah. because like we're up on a stage there but whereas on twitch we're like very much interacting with the people who are watching mm-hmm. us right. and well and the difference yeah. between yeah, it's so a lot the, more interactive it's totally. so fun it's the difference so between that fun. stage and you know like on the you know on the live stream like that is uh, a real key element that i think that kind of helped you it's what helped set y'all up on Twitch, but also what a lot of other people are in situation-wise, which is like having kids and having responsibilities where you necessarily can't go to the bar down the road or, or the really cool show that's going to be playing at the local, you know, the local place. And um, but you know, you're you're. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've tuned into you guys more so. Uh, well, I'm giving my kid a bath than anything else and like getting, getting my kid ready for bed and it's like yeah. it's like oh sweet they're playing the and it's music, perfect yeah. time and then so like my kid is just loves jamming out to y'all as well and um, so you know it's it's one of those things you know it kind of sets y'all up in that situation because I know that uh, y'all just recently had a kid um, Marco and Mir and so yeah. you know y'all are usually a support team behind the streams and so you know other people having those responsibilities or living in a different country they can't exactly commute to watch your show so it brings that whole <laughs> different audience before we jump into the shameless plugs uh so <laughs> i let's go around the room one more time and i've got uh, i want to i want to kind of hear each of y'all's individual suggestions on um if one of our listeners wanted to get involved in a band or start a band um what are what are some best suggestions you guys might have like uh do you do you just post an ad on Craigslist or, or how, you know, how would you recommend somebody go about kind of getting started? Find people you get along with. 
if you can mm. get along with them as a, with, as a person and then also you play well together musically, you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But I mean, I think even before that is just to do it. You mm. know, I mean, I know I'm the type of person that can overanalyze and overthink and overprocess something to the point where, you know, what's the what's the cliche analysis by or paralysis by analysis or whatever. And I think a lot of times I can find myself being paralyzed and not doing anything because I'm analyzing the snot out of it. So I think a big component is just to do it. And if that's just, I'm going to take a five songs, I'm going to learn them, I'm going to play them, and let's just do it. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And it may be on the technical side, a lot of good places to go. There's groups on Facebook, actually, you can join, where there's other musicians looking for musicians. Isn't there a site that we used? We almost found an upright bass player from it. What site was remember. that? But there, there are plenty. If you look it up, there's plenty of great sites to kind of meet up and find musicians in your area that are looking. Um, hanging out hanging out at shows, getting to know other bands actually helps a lot because yeah. you hear about mm -hmm. someone they know or um, you just start to make those connections. Because most of, uh, yeah, like we <laughs> kind of, we had a problem in my previous band keeping a drummer. And so we used a lot of those tools <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, we were we were like the revolving door of drummers. We just had a hard time keeping drummers for some reason. And uh, so we being part of those Facebook groups, being part of the community and just kind of asking around like, hey, do you, you know, you're at a gig with with some other bands like, do you know, a drummer that's looking. And so being being part of the community too, just hanging out at shows, going to shows helps a lot. You may see a band that actually says something on stage. Say, I'm looking for a guitar player. and Maybe you play guitar. It helps a lot to be a part of the community because then you kind of have your your ear to the ground if you're really looking for a group to hang out in mm -hmm. there's always like those meetups and things too like jam sessions those are you can find or those like on open mics yeah open mics or um there's different community jams that uh someone's gonna have a jam where people just come come in and play that it's gonna be music you like i guess unless you're into metal then you just need to probably just go to metal shows there's not a lot of metal meetups where <laughs> people there should be there should be but I, I have a feeling that's the one where you know if you're into Bluegrass, there's probably a bluegrass meetup somewhere uh, or a jam and stuff like that. So, but yeah, Zach that, knows a lot about I agree. Those. So, I, th I really appreciate this question because I'm really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an introvert and I don't naturally go up and talk to people. Uh, so, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Just play music wherever you can. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, me, how I really got connected here and met Brandon was playing uh, just at a, like, basically a community. I was playing in the pit band for a community theater. Uh, production uh, so I would say just play music wherever possible like these guys are saying whether it be wh wherever you can and that's where you meet other musicians and where you can connect um, yeah that's the main thing just play music wherever you can yeah. yeah I would say for me like one probably the weirdest place that I've met like other musicians who I've ended up playing with was actually <laughs> a guy who I matched with on Bumble <laughs> so random, but uh, they had the, the, the dating awesome. app. Yeah, and, at least we're uh, honest, right? You know, it, it happens. Um, it just happened that like the day that we like matched up and started chatting, his band was playing literally across the street from my apartment. So I was like, "All right, I guess I got to go see you now because we're like talking and stuff." <laughs> um, but then we ended up becoming like really good friends. Uh, my buddy Josh and. Uh, like he's um, like one of his gigs is he hosts a bingo night at a local bar and he has bands come and play and so we've gone and played at the bar where they played bingo. It was, like, it was actually cool. really fun. It was a great time. 
um, yeah, and like I hopped up on stage with like one of the bands he's in and played a tune with them, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. So, you know, dating apps, they're not just for <laughs> dating, I guess. <laughs> Networking. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I, I uh, agree with everybody, obviously. Yeah. Um, we've probably talked about all these things, so I do, I do agree with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I relate more with what Brandon said because that's what I did. I mean, you all mm-hmm. heard my story. It was just go for it. And that's what was holding me back as a musician because I wanted to be in a band. And I was on the sidelines. I was singing backup in a country band, and it was a blast. But I wanted to be, I wanted it to be something that I was doing and that was, like, not that I'm, like, cocky, but I'm just saying, like, I want, I, it wasn't, that was, like, a band I was a part of. I wanted to do something for me and, and maybe band. not country. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fun, but it wasn't me, I don't think. I could be it, but I could I like I play the part and put the face on in the moment, but it wasn't me at my core. Mm. So for me it was being brave enough, like kind of like what Brandon says, just go for it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to take music lessons or voice lessons and I would drive a half hour each way and go to this little farmhouse out in the country and that lady pushed me in a good way in a good way she saw potential and she pushed me in a good way and I learned so much and that was more a personal journey but I see now how it kind of flourished into something bigger than that Mm -hmm. by the first step was just being brave enough to take the dream I had inside of me and be willing to kind of put it out there Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. all to see Mm -hmm. And for myself. So it was a personal journey. And now as a group, like I'm seeing, and that's it. So it's kind of slow snowballing, I guess. I'm seeing how the group has formed and how we've toiled over songs, like mm-hmm. hours yeah. upon hours, like trying to hammer down one song. And then some of them we just eventually toss out and some of them we re- revisit later. And it's definitely been a nice growing experience, but seeing us as a group now snowballing into something bigger and not knowing what's ahead it's kind of part of the adventure i think not knowing what lays ahead but like just being willing to kind of put yourself out there so now as a group we are just saying let's just go for it we don't know what the future holds but let's just play at the bingo nights and Mm -hmm. let's play on the twitch and let's play on you know what i mean at this you know podunk bar in the next town over like who cares let's just get our faces out there have fun and be brave enough to you know share what we have inside of us so it's been kind of a cool thing. I don't know. And I think it's a practical step to to really see that out into, you know, part of just being bold, putting yourself out there. I would say leverage whatever technology you have. I mean, I would never, mm-hmm. don't ever, I would say like for people that yeah. are, this is something they want to see happen, they want to see that potential become actual, don't ever limit yourself by what you think you have or what you don't have. If you have a cell phone, if you have, you know, if you have a phone that can access apps, get a recording app, get a voice recording app. That's literally what we did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so on my cell phone, I probably, probably half of my memory on my phone is just vocal recordings. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. um, and, uh, yeah. you know, and that, that yeah. was beneficial for us because not only were we like, Hey, this is a cool song. Let's, re- you know, just do a quick scratch recording of this and then we can go back and listen to it. Sometimes we go back and be like, Oh God, that was terrible. Let's refine that. Mm-hmm. And it was really a growing opportunity for us. But then also, um, you know, if you don't have a really fancy computer, you don't have a really fancy mic, you don't have the recording software, you at least have some sort of audio to then even pitch towards venues that might want to book you. Mm-hmm. And so when you go and present like, hey, this is what we can do. I think that's literally what we did for a couple of venues initially. Yeah. Uh, we had the things. It was, that we uploaded cell phone to SoundCloud yep. and like 
that was what we had to pitch at first. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was literally just, yeah, iPhone recordings, like super raw, mm-hmm. super just real. And all right, here it is. And uh, uh, I mean, now, I mean, as, as things have kind of grown a little bit over the past year, I mean, we've invested, I'd say, much more heavily financially into, <laughs> you know, yeah, getting yeah, better gear, equipment. getting better uh-huh. mics, getting, I mean, I bought a whole new computer and an interface and I've probably dropped like close to $2,000 into like music stuff. Um Marcus, you know, all of us have contributed, to, you know, heavily towards this. And uh, Twitch has too. Like, just like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got our, it, it takes 45 days to get your first check. Um, so it was like May's check came in July. But we were able to buy, I don't know, the technical, what is this called? Oh, we, This big thing right here in yeah. the middle of the floor. <laughs> but this, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, you're able, yeah. like he's saying, you're able to slowly work towards better <laughs> equipment and better gear. gear. But start somewhere. Don't mm-hmm. let that, you know, intimidate you to the point where you just shoot your ideas down. Like, be brave and... That was always my hang-up is like, well, I don't have the recording software. I don't have the microphones. Like, you yeah. know what? There's always an don't... excuse. There's always yeah. an excuse. Yeah, and exactly. if, you never, if you never just do it, it's, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And you will be lost in the sea of mediocrity yeah just play <laughs> just practice just keep playing play with other people yeah. whenever yes. you can network like crazy you yeah. never know what's gonna yep. pay off yeah, yeah. that's literally never how zach know. and rachel exactly. came about from networking uh-huh. from playing yeah, with people right. just <laughs> playing at like random yep. places just play that, with different people yeah mm-hmm. wherever uh-huh. wherever you can yeah. yeah for us he was playing at church <laughs> uh. yeah. so church yeah. church and lessons yeah. like Mary was saying those are good places too mm-hmm. to meet other musicians mm-hmm. honestly like uh-huh. i've met some of my favorite musicians just through you know playing at church somewhere or doing a you know going to another church to play music is corny as that sounds i've met some really really cool people that i still stay in touch and use as connections to you know help with things or whatever so or like taking lessons is a big one too or can be like i remember like back in the day like my old violin teacher had like a um youth orchestra that he made it was like basically just all of his students just got together and played like we had a few violins and a few cellos and a few violas and we just got together and played once a week and we did concerts once in a while and so that was a great way to meet other musicians too just take lessons and like get to know your teachers and other students yeah cool yeah that's fantastic well jake said that he'd give you a second to uh talk about yourselves what you've done and he also said that he would <laughs> give seconds. you an opportunity to uh, give a little bit of information out to our listeners about where they can find you, maybe where they can get your merch, maybe where they can get a sticker of Rowdy Souls. Yeah, the promos. Promos. Sure. Um, promos. The easiest way to find us is probably Facebook still, facebook.com slash Rowdy Souls. But we're also Rowdy Souls pretty much everywhere else. But YouTube, YouTube, we don't have enough people to have a unique link just yet but if you go to twitter.com slash rowdy souls instagram.com slash rowdy souls um if you go to facebook or any of those places you can easily find our merch page it's uh, also a convoluted uh spreadshirt link we do um we don't have any way other than coming to live shows for stickers yet um, but we're going to be doing something about that but right now shirts are pretty much uh, pretty much all you can get but if you do go to facebook.com slash rowdy souls it's pretty much like our hub still even though it's not as interactive um, it's still the best place to really find anything uh, get information yeah get information twitch as well twitch.com slash rowdy souls we're pretty much rowdy souls everywhere just just darn stinking youtube uh-huh. we need a oh, you need a lot uh-huh. of people to have a unique link there yeah. so. uh, what kind of what kind of stream schedule do you guys have for the twitch are y'all still if you want to kind of promote what what are the best days to find y'all on <laughs> 
on Twitch. Sure, no, that that's a that's a, a good suggestion. <laughs> uh, Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays is music stream, uh, 8:30 p.m. Central Time. Tuesdays, I'm also still doing gaming. Just add some variety. I'm trying to fit in another stream on Saturdays. Um, we're also we we really want to start streaming live shows as well. So that'll be sort of ad hoc, but really. Mondays and Wednesdays, 8.30 Central is the best time to see music. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. If, you, if you're into gaming, I play. Oh, it's just me. So it, can be, it could be boring for some people. I have to listen to my voice that long. But uh, I try to make voices. It's and, great. And, uh, uh, some people have a lot of fun. And I am trying to fit in another maybe Saturday morning stream um, soon. Hopefully that's going to be gaming or I have some other ideas. I'm always brewing. I'm the uh, hey. ideas brewing person, so I have some ideas for some other yeah. streams. Uh-huh. And hey, maybe like you that. could definitely uh, ma- Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. Maybe y'all Sorry. could throw in a uh, a crafting stream on how to like maybe make some merch. Yeah, hey. I thought about hey. it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> so we yeah. do have a lot of ideas in the in the yeah. in the, yeah. the process, you know, of like how uh-huh. we can really uh, expand the the. Um, I guess the niche, you know, if you will, like yeah, just like yeah. appeal to different viewers and, you know, schedule different time frames so we can you know, allow other people from either different time zones and whatnot to be able to tune in. Cool. Tune in. Well, to uh, show. <laughs> I, we really appreciate you guys spending some time with us and, um, you know, sitting down and talking with both of us. It's been fantastic, honestly. No, thank you so Yay. much. From I know the whole band agrees. We really appreciate you guys having us on, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I think we had a lot of fun. Wow, that's pretty cool. I like how they are really diversified with all of the different everybody pitching in and helping out with the bands. I mean, making. I agree. Yeah, making their own merch. Um, that's really awesome. You know. Yeah, what a fun group. I, re- I really appreciate them taking the time, and uh, I really learned a lot about, you know, the, but, Twitch, yeah. how that works. Yeah, uh, I, I've been, I was really excited to, to run across them on Twitch, and it's been really cool just to see how they have blossomed, so to speak, on Twitch, and uh, how they just kind of got formed. I, I had no idea. I ran across them as a, a three-piece, and then I found out that they were having, the other two were having a baby. <laughs> So, so it was really interesting to hear the the story of how they all got together. Yeah, for sure. And there's a new baby in the mix and everything else. So it's it's really interesting. It's fun to watch them play and it's fun to see them interact with each other. So really excited to. I'm I'm glad you turned me on to them because I'm I'm really excited to follow them more on Twitch when I get a chance. Yeah, I highly recommend it. So. Oh, and they do like Instagram live and Facebook live videos of their shows at like venues. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fun too. Yeah, I did notice that as well. They just had their uh, they had a one year anniversary stream not long ago at the same brewery that they were at one year previous when they had played their first show. So that's pretty exciting. Sure was. So Jake, what's your uh, what's your Fortnite forecast? Um, my forecast right now is uh, to sleep. <laughs> I can't hear. Is that is that a, I, I thought the audio was cutting out. You're just laughing so hard that it's silent. I got it. I just love that your answer was just sleep. Yeah. I can't. I didn't That's okay. I didn't know that you could burn a candle at both ends and in the middle. <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah. Yeah, ever ever since we got this house, it's just been our laundry list of 
uh, of stuff has grown immensely. And so every time I turn around, it's like, oh, this this is something we got to do too. We got to take care of this. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. it, it's been one of those. Uh, once once we get through this, probably uh, this forecast, this fortnight. Um, it, things will probably get more back to normal. I'm expecting to hopefully bring the shop over in a couple of weeks. So hopefully the next forecast will be something along the lines of bringing the shop tools over. Um, nice. Other than that, it's just it's little stuff. It's just trying to get things set up. It, I mean, w- my wife and I have never lived together in our own space other than a travel trailer. <laughs> so we vote that's a big step we've yeah, so we've lived together um we've lived together uh on our own and then we've lived back with our parents so all of our stuff went in storage and then we decided to uh move into a travel trailer together and move cities while she got her degree and all of our stuff stayed in storage and then we moved back and so now all the stuff is going to come is, is is culminating in this one space and so we're having to go through and just figure out first off what we have and then what we're going to keep and i think that's pretty much what this next few weeks is going to consist of is just opening the next box that has kitchen written on it and figuring out you know is it more kitchen stuff that we need or is it is this all going to goodwill (laughs) so but that's a good test like you you uh leave it in your garage for six months and if the box doesn't get opened then you don't need to know what's inside of it yeah i mean i think that's it's at this point, we could literally just donate most of our stuff and not even care. We don't even, like, we open a box and it's like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff that I had six years ago. <laughs> like, I, have, I haven't needed it in the past six years. What, what do I need it now? <laughs> Although there might be that gem in there that you're like, I didn't remember that I had a router. Yeah, that's why we're, that's why we're not throwing it. That's why we're not getting rid of anything just yet. <laughs> That's awesome. Hoping for the $100 bills, just a stack of them, that would be great. Right? Oh, gosh. Every time someone leaves the office and asks if I need anything, that's what I ask for. Can I have a million dollars? Yeah. Large. So you going to the bank? Large unmarked bills, just a bag of them. Please. Please. So my Fortnite uh, forecast is I've got a bunch of stuff to glaze. Uh, I've got some photos to edit, and I've got some senior photos to take. Fine. So that's what I'm going to be doing in the next two weeks. Nothing too exciting. I feel like a broken record, though, with this pottery. Maybe I need a new hobby. Isn't it, isn't it just a, a wheel that is just sits there and spins and goes around and around? Yep. <laughs> Dad jokes. I thought that's how pottery worked. I'm not sure. <laughs> Some pottery, yeah. Oh, guess what I got? What'd you get? That I'm going to be playing with. Uh, I got a rolling pin, and I've been joking on my Instagram that since I've got my rolling pin, so many more things have gotten done around the house. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma told me that's the only way to keep a man in line. Oh, my wife just got a rolling pin. (laughs) Danger. The shop shop might also have a bed in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jake says that he dropped a couch on himself. Don't let him fool you. Uh. <laughs> oh my! So, do you got any shout-outs for this week, Jake? The Instagrammer by T Tio Moro. His pottery is insane. I, have you ever seen the Japanese um, 
woodworking where what they do like it's the the boxes and they glue all the pieces together and then they take you know really thin sheets of it and stuff like that and so they have like this really awesome veneer now of wood i don't know if you've ever seen Mm. that um yeah and so it's like that but with pottery and i i had no idea this is how pottery worked um or some pottery but so he'll have a design and the way he does it is he stacks it up in you know a, a cylinder or a um, or a, a really long uh, square or whatever. And so what he does is he layers it, kind of like a paint by numbers. Each layer has a you know a certain color that it should be, and then it comes out in this really cool eight bit graphic looking type th- stuff. And he sets it between two boards and then uh, runs a string through it. And so he gets these very repeatable patterns, and I'm sure this is like well known to potters, but I had no idea. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing that he has this very clinical way of repeating the same bowls every time, you know. And I had no idea that's how it could be done. But it's like when you see his setup, there's a few pictures where he's set up at some sort of small market, and you can just see he has you know tons of the same style in large, small. Um, you know, maybe he's got like little tea or shot glass size bowl or glasses, or he's got, you know, a coffee cup, same pattern, but broken down into a smaller size. And I just, it was the coolest thing you can like get a set of something and it'd be so, so precise, I guess, is, is dude, what blew my mind. He's got like some that are excite bike and then some that are Mario mm-hmm. and, um, the, he's got some pretty cool, cool stuff. The reason I called him Tio Moro is because there is a comic book character from DC world, DC universe. His name's Tio Moro, yeah. but this guy goes as Tomoro.m on instagram so if anybody wants to see him he's pretty awesome uh my shout out is caroline hens she is a prop maker and an amazing uh costume maker costume designer so she recently has been doing quite a bit with sloths i don't know if you've seen some of her work jake i have not um she made a sloth costume I think last year that went viral and then she just recently finished a commission for a uh a sloth that was about three quarters that size on a bicycle for I I'm not sure where she was sending that to I think it was going to Italy but I'm not sure the purpose uh but these are the types of commissions she gets and the sloth they look so real it's super freaky and she's working on another one right now and she shares uh, in her Instagram posts, like, different steps of making these costumes, and it's really, really cool, and I'm so inspired by her. I, I've been able to talk to her a few times, and we might just be talking to her next month. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So she's super cool, and it's right in time for Halloween, so check out her stuff and see if you can, might be able to come up with some cool ideas for your Halloween costume based on some of her Instagram posts. It does sound pretty good. I have to check her out. Yeah, you should. Cool. Do it. She's part of the Fools of Tools community. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, if you enjoyed this and you want to hear some more, you can always check us out over on Patreon. Um, we have more extended length interviews and extra stuff and just like random things over there that might interest you for as little as a dollar a month. 
um if you go check us out over there it kind of helps us uh, support the show and um you know if that doesn't tickle your fancy then just share us uh tell a family family member or friend share the show and uh let them find out what rowdy souls is all about we got some rowdy souls yeah we listen to them too heck yeah Please, cause I, I wanna feel that 